1: I think one of the challenges is that we're all caught into our own worlds. In a, you know, we talk about quarantine, in a kind of an interesting way, we are isolated, and I think we're isolated as well with truth and news, because a lot of this isolation in our own worlds, in trying to protect our families, our businesses, and our own lives, we tend to, I think, isolate and cut off a lot of other information. And yet there is a lot going on in the world, and this is a global pandemic. And I'd like to address that today with you, and I'd like to step out of our shells a minute and take a look at the world at large in a bigger way here. We'll do that today with IQ Al Rizzulli. Let me start here, though, and I want to talk to you about, there's a lot of requests, really loud voices coming here from people like Senator Dianne Feinstein and the Democrat candidate for president, Joe Biden. Uh, urging the president and of the Trump administration to reverse a plan to block an Iranian request to the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, for five billion in aid to fight the coronavirus crisis. Now, you may or may not have heard these reports, but. You know, Iran is one of those countries that has been really hard hit from this, uh, and and there, there are challenges. And you also have to remember that economically, that country has been in a free fall. I mean, their leadership, in fact, there have been many reports that this was a time that might take the corrupt Iranian leadership down prior to the pandemic I'm speaking about. They were on the ropes, in other words. The Iranian people were standing tall, and they were fighting back. And, and that was a lot, a lot of that happened at the end of last year before this pandemic started to sweep the globe. Uh, so now we have had sanctions in play and, and, you know, and there have been a lot of reports. In fact, you might even hear on the report just a couple of weeks ago when President Trump spoke out about it, and you've seen the newswire on this, that Iran was planning a sneak attack on U.S. troops and or assets in Iraq. And and the president warned the regime at that point that they would pay a very heavy price, were his words, if they attacked U.S. assets. And there's no doubt, I believe that is accurate, that he would have responded accordingly. That was actually one of the things I was concerned with up front were the uh, many of our enemies or adversaries at a time like this. This is the time where they think you are distracted. And you're always at a risk, but even more so, I think, with moments like this, people. I think that's a reasonable statement to put out there. Which I think, you know, you have to be able to do several things well. You can't, you know, say,ing you be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. I mean, even though you've got a major crisis here with a country is shut down, you've still got to be able to look internationally at all these hot spots, all these troubles and difficulties, and in order to keep the American people safe. And not only here in this country, but worldwide. So Dianne Feinstein sends a letter to the president and the administration. I want to read you this uh, quote here she has in here. She says, I am disappointed to see reports that your administration intends to block Iran from receiving $5 billion in humanitarian aid from the IMF to combat the coronavirus pandemic. She said providing these funds to Iran would help it respond more effectively to the disease and mitigate the risk of further destabilization in the region. Now, you know, the challenge here is people that, sure, there are humanitarian needs in a lot of countries. I mean, just about every country out there has a humanitarian need right now. In fact, truth be told, there's a humanitarian need back here in the United States as well. People are suffering and struggling everywhere. I mean, this kind of a thing doesn't know geopolitical boundaries. So, yeah, it's happening everywhere. We understand that very much. The problem is with the Iranian leadership is there's a very, very long history there of diverting the funds that you send these people that are supposedly intended or earmarked for humanitarian purposes, we, I mean, we've seen this historically, and it doesn't get there. It's used in their own pockets and to make themselves rich, but more so it's used for their terrorist proxies they use them for around the globe. And this is how terrorism feeds itself all over the place. And this is where a lot of this ends up going to. And, you know, a lot of people, they they let their guard down or they rest their laurels in a situation like this, I think, because they somehow always favor. Well, we need to do what we think is right for the humanitarian purposes. But you're dealing with leadership who really doesn't see it that way. This is the same leadership that misled their own people during the virus here and created nothing but a catastrophe and ended up, you know, with so many more dead. You know, when you look right now globally at the pandemic, in fact, the numbers this week right now, as we start off a new week here, I'll give you an example. We're just shy of about two million worldwide confirmed. Now, confirmed is the tricky word here because there are a lot of people that, have it that are not confirmed and there are most of these governments are lying through their teeth. They're not giving the numbers straight, including China and including Iran and including most all these other countries. But if we're looking at a couple of million confirmed cases, out of that, officially, there's about, you know, a half a million that are recovered. Uh, this these are again all numbers that are a little suspect. The deaths are shy of one hundred and twenty thousand at this point, but approaching that. So that gives you a scope in the worldwide look of the pandemic right now that we're seeing, okay? And we put that in a perspective here. And as you know countries as we get through this now and we get to the hurdle and that curve is flattened off here, and you know states are open back up, but the countries are open back up a lot of this is going to surface. I mean, right now, people, there's an all-out assault and war. I'm going to tell you right up front here, on the Trump administration, and you know this already. But it, you're going to hear and you're going to see a lot more of this as the finger pointing is going to get loud, real loud, because this is the only thing they have right now to pull the president down, to damage him up and bang him up. You're starting to see a lot of conflicts within the uh, the group here, that the task force he's got there too with Fauci. Uh, You're starting to see some of that with the president. Some of that is starting to hit the newswire. And what's happening with the news media is they're using a lot of these trickery kind of questions. And they're using it for Fauci to get him in there to try to catch him, uh, you know, in a funny predicament where he might say something they can twist and get an all-out brawl on the task force, you see. Then they can say, well, you see, we told you so. This administration doesn't know what the hell they're doing. And they can't even talk and agree on the own task force themselves. And you see, this is what the media does. See, these people don't go to sleep at night. They sit and they, they, they dream up these nightmares of how to, uh, you know, screw the program up and uh, uh, throw the president in the tank. I think one of the things that shouldn't be lost on anybody is, you know, the end goal of these groups and these organizations never change. The end goal of the socialist Democrat party is to remove Trump has been from day one. You see, that's never going to change people, okay? Uh, The the goal of the uh, American media force is to sink Trump and get him out of there and get a socialist Democrat candidate in there. That's not going to change people, okay? Leadership around the globe, leadership like in Iran, if you want to, and leadership is probably the wrong word to use, but there are betters out there. Also, their goal of putting Sharia law throughout the world and, you know, and creating ha- havoc and mayhem, and you know, the end goal of, of killing all those that don't uh, support their belief system is never gonna change. And whether we have politicians like Feinstein and Biden who come out and talk against or not isn't gonna change the facts of what I just told you. It's not gonna change anything, humanitarian or not humanitarian. You can almost say that even with their last breath, people like this will stay the course on what their true motive is, what they're looking to accomplish. It's just the way it is, people. It's the same reason why these people are willing to kill themselves to go to see Allah. It's the same reason. It never changes, no matter what the course of day is or what the problem is or the crisis or whether you had 10 pandemics. It just simply wouldn't change. Even if it was their last breath, it wouldn't change. And then when you're seeing people like Weinstein and Biden say, well, humanitarian, you know, we have a little weak spot in our heart. See, that's where it really gets tricky because the media then will pin you, like even me today. They would say, well, you're a heartless bastard, Malcolm. The hell's the matter with you? You see, and that's really what happens, people. They start to look at that and then they pin us as exactly that. Well, the Democrat candidate for president, Joe Biden, if he is the one who you know, ends up there at the end of the day when they, when they finally get there, we'll see. Uh, he says that it's in our national interest and in the interest of international security to help Iran. Uh, Biden goes on to say, it makes no sense in a global health crisis to compound that failure with cruelty by inhibiting access to needed humanitarian assistance. <laughs> I, 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 I chuckle, I get sick inside actually with the word cruelty when you think of the cruelty that these people have done to their own people and to their adversaries, you wanna, they, they define the word cruelty, people. They define the word. And so people like Biden and Weinstein use the word cruelty like, you know, like it means something here, you see? By inhibiting access to needed humanitarian assistance is what they're saying. You know, whatever our profound differences with the, you know, and again, I love that statement that Biden says whatever our profound differences, you know, as a media reporter, I would ask him now next, well, Mr. Vice president, what are our profound differences with the Iranian government? I'd like him to tell me what that is. Can you imagine what's, what he'd say next people? It just, it makes us sick when you hear this kind of stuff, you know, well, he wraps it up and he says we should support the Iranian people. And that is the problem or the quandary we find ourselves in people. Well, IQ Alvarezuli has a terrific piece up there to start the week. I want you to go read Muslim clergy mislead their followers to their doom. It is a most interesting piece, very thought provoking because it jumps into the where and the why and the how, but it also gets into the core problem because that's what we do here is step back to look at what really is the root of this thing. What's the cause of it? You know, and, and so then we can understand when people like Feinstein and Biden come out then you, you know, you kind of get the picture here. So let's do this, friends. I want to take a, a look at all of this around the globe today with you. And as we look at this global pandemic from a different set of eyes and understand. Now, remember, this involves everybody. We're talking your taxpayer dollars out there. And we're talking what they want to do with these dollars and how they want to support these crooked regimes and these evil people, I think should be of interest to everybody. AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. Well, as we celebrate our four-year anniversary, thank you for making it all possible. We are a grassroots movement of patriots, blogs, podcasts, video, and 24-7 talk radio on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. We are the vision of the voices America Out Loud talk radio.
0: Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com.
1: Iran actually is one of the hot spots. And, you know, we've heard reports. We've talked about this on Viewpoint. We've talked about it on other programs that there are satellite images of football-sized fields, many of them, that have become graves. Uh, and they're, they're just digging graves and putting thousands of people in the graves. Now, of course, the Iranian government, never one for truth, uh, don't report that. Uh, the numbers in Iran are far different, at least the numbers they're reporting officially. But then again, people, the numbers from a lot of these countries, including China, where this all started, are also bad. And all these numbers initially got into our own models here, which is probably part and parcel of the reason why our own country was closed down. You know, bad numbers in, bad information out is what happens. And I think that's where a lot of these models are corrupt now because the numbers going in are corrupt. They're completely wrong and they're bogus. And our people should know that by now, you know. But let me bring IQ Al-Razuli on. He's an Iraqi exile, Arabic speaker, scholar, author, weekly columnist here. IQs, so let's start with Iran, uh, the outbreak in Iran. You know, they're, they're asking, as I was saying up front there with Feinstein and Biden, asking to open up the IMF and give the dollars and also let up on the sanctions here because they call them it a humanitarian purpose. Now, people who would hear that, who have a heart, who want to do the right thing here, and they hear the word humanitarian, and most people I know would listen when you're talking about humanitarian need. What's your take on that with these leaders who are now suggesting that that should happen? Why should we not do that?
2: The best teacher in the history of humanity is history itself. And history is full with dead millions because of people who wanted to do good and not be realistic. Biden wants uh, Donald Trump to give aid to what, $5 billion or whatever it is to Iran to help the Iranian people was Biden and Obama, who did not help the Iranian people when they needed the most. So the audacity and the hypocrisy and the duplicity of the Democrat Party is mind-boggling.
1: Let me touch on what you just said there a moment, because I think that's a point that's lost on people. And I think you just brought it up, which is which is a a very good point. Back when they gave that 150 billion plus 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 and all the money and the cash and greenbacks on the airport, and all those reports we heard. The Iranian people, the Iranian leadership, there were many reports that they were on the ropes IQ, that the, the people were rising and they were I mean, we, the people in Iran, were trying to take it back. And yet, a lot of these dollars, I think, kind of uh, helped prop up the government to get again distribute the money through terrorist groups
2: and what have you. Is that what you're speaking of? Good God, 150 billion dollars, not five billion. That's right. thirty times more. Right. So, what happened to the 150 billion? Plus 1.7 billion in cash. What happened to it? They gave it to terrorist organizations. They took. Took it from the Iranian people to support their own military, who guard them. In fact, the
1: the reports are that the money went to their military. I mean, they didn't use it for hospitals. They didn't use it for humanitarian goods. They didn't do it for any of that.
2: Correct. And they are using it to make atom bombs. So where, where, where are these people hiding? I mean, these democrats. Where are they hiding, and what under which kind of slimy rock are they hiding, Palestine? never once addressed the fact that the Iranians, Ayatollah, for the last 40 years have been saying that they, will, they want the extermination of the Jews in Israel, and they want the destruction of the great Satan America. Why did she keep her mouth shut? Why did all the Democrats keep their mouth shut? In fact, why did even the, the Republicans keep their mouth shut? How dare anybody ask for money to be given to Iran? How? How is that possible? Americans are suffering. They need the money for themselves. They need it for United States of America. And she wants to give it to them. And they, by the way, the Democrats also allocated hundreds of millions of dollars for illegal immigrants. I'm not digressing, but I'm getting, uh, trying to get at is American people are suffering. It's their tax money. And their tax money is being squandered of people all over people that do not deserve it at all. By the way, never in the last 60 years, not once, had a single Muslim country out of 57 Muslim majority states helped in any way, financial or otherwise, any Christian country in distress, such as Haiti, the Philippines and others. Did you know that? There have been plenty of, you know,
1: as you say, Christian countries that have also needed help. Did any of them step up? I've never heard of one. You're right.
2: Never. And yet hundreds of billions, I'm not talking about, in fact, now it's in the trillions of, in the last 40 to 60 years, Christian countries, that is European, American, and otherwise, have helped the Muslim countries in trillions of dollars.
1: The reason they wouldn't step up IQ is because obviously, those that goes to their end goal of wiping out the Christian community.
2: Correct, because they are trying, why would they help the infidel? That's a question. Right. Well, why would any Muslim help the infidel when they want the infidel destroyed? Of course they want help. That's why they never gave a penny. See, nobody, nobody mentions these things.
1: Nobody talk, Well, because they don't talk about the core argument. It never comes down to the core point that you always try to look at. It gets to the root of the problem, IQ. Nobody really ever talks about the root of the problem. Listen, let's talk about the scale of the outbreak in Iran. Let me tell you what they're saying the numbers are, and then tell listeners with your information what you believe they are, because we don't believe these are accurate. So Iran... What they're saying is the confirmed cases are about 73 plus thousand confirmed cases. They're reporting about uh, 46,000 uh, recovered IQ, and they're reporting about 4,500 deaths at this point. What are the real numbers in Iran?
2: From the report that I hear, and I'm nearer to the situation than Americans, five to 10 times more. You multiply the figures five to 10 times.
1: Yeah, which would explain why they need football field graves, mass graves, right? Right.
2: Of course, good God. You know, with satellites, you can't hide anything. Literally, you can't hide anything. Read a newspaper from 120 miles. Did you know that?
1: (laughs) That's incredible. Now, listen, well, the good thing about that is you don't get the ink
2: on your hands anymore. So you can read it digitally. All our listeners who may not believe what I am revealing to them, or in fact, what you are revealing is to go to YouTube and Google, especially, memory, M-E-M-R-I, Middle East Media Research Institute, where there are thousands, I repeat, thousands of videos where the Muslim clerics and leaders are telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth to each other and to their followers. It's mind-boggling of information. They are telling their followers, that they are the chosen people of Allah, and hence they cannot be hurt. I'm quoting from Al-Quran. Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 3. Allah is telling the followers of Muhammad, this day I have perfected for you your religion and completed my favor upon you and have approved for you Islam as a religion, which means only one thing. Whatever Allah told them in the, hadith, in the Quran, and whatever Muhammad told them in the hadith, they have to follow it to the nth degree. Now, what did Muhammad tell them in the hadith? I'm going to quote in chapter and verse, as usual, volume 7, book 7, number 608 by Al-Bukhari hadith, narrated by Abu Hurairah. Allah's apostle said, there is no Adwa. Adwa means there is no contagious disease, is conveyed without Allah's permission. There is no contagious disease. Nor is there any bad omen. Nor is there any hamah. Nor is there any bad omen in the month of Safar. And one should run away from the leper as one runs away from the lion. I'm quoting the whole chapter, the whole paragraph, because it says there is no contagious disease. So when Allah is telling them through Muhammad, there is no contagious disease, they honestly believe it. I know it sounds ridiculous in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. I know. But you are not putting your mind in the mind of a Muslim who is a believer. Yeah. This is the trouble. Well, the
1: leadership has... Let's talk about what you're speaking about right now uh, with Allah. The, the leadership has been um, telling the people one thing based on the information you say here. In fact, you say in the piece here that... Um, that they're celebrating the Chinese pandemic that uh, came from the pulpits of Muslim clergy in their sermons, in their mosque, all over the world, declaring to all of humanity that this was their God,
2: Allah's revenge. That's important. It is, it's very important, but it's ironic. Who is telling the Muslims? The clerics, the ones who are supposed to be the most obedient to Allah's rule. And yet these clerics have got the highest number of infected people
1: who are dying. So they're telling them not to worry their people, their followers. They're telling them not to worry the Muslim population and why they're getting sick by the thousands and they're digging football fields and all of this. And, and they're telling them not to worry that Allah's got their back and they're all dying and, and the pandemic is gonna—it's here for the rest of the people, that it's Allah's revenge. Huh?
2: Correct. But nonetheless, you've got to remember something else. Wow. Muhammad also told them that anyone who dies from the plague is a martyr, is a shaheed. Yes. So you see, whatever happens to the Muslim, whether it's intentional in the sense because stupidity or not, no matter what happens to them, it's Allah's will.
1: See, this is, is the core it. problem. This, this is the brainwashing that goes Absolutely, on. Absolutely. Brainwashing. That's
2: what it is. That's exactly what it is.
1: Yeah, but but the leadership, the, the, the politicians here don't even talk about the brainwashing because it's not politically correct to talk about IQ.
2: Good God, they would, be, they would be killed. You can't tell the truth in Islam. Muhammad said, never question anything in the Quran. That's it. End of conversation. Again, I tell the listeners, I know it sounds outrageous. I know it sounds out of, literally out of space. Mm-hmm. But these are the facts of life. And when you look at Muslims, you have to understand them from their point of view, not your point of view. Not the Judeo-Christian or the Hindu or the Buddhist point of view. From their point of view, you have to say to yourself, okay, if I'm a Muslim, what do I believe in? Sharia. What the Sharia tell me? I have to follow Muhammad, Quran, and Muhammad Sunnah, the traditions. That's it, finished. That's it. End of conversation single purpose of every Muslim on the planet for the last 1,450 years has been and is the same. To bring sharia to dominate humanity or to exterminate those who do not believe or submit to sharia. That's yeah. it. And is there anybody on listener who wants to debate me?
1: Well, and, and a pandemic doesn't change that. What you're speaking about right now, the pandemic doesn't change that. It just reinforces what the end goal is. Uh, But what it does is it puts a spotlight on the the lion that's done with the leadership. Answer that question for us, please, about the impact of the Iranian leadership. How how much
2: have they been impacted? The leadership is literally hurting. But again, as I said, they are not telling the truth. Are they going to tell you more and more how many of them are dying? No. Are they going to tell you how many of them are surviving? No. How many of them are really sick? And they are not telling the truth like China. Right, right in pakistan they're not telling the truth in fact in pakistan afghanistan and all of the stands in eastern in asia the imams are telling their followers it's a, it's a lie it's a, a deception that the western people or the christians are trying to impose on upon the muslims by telling them not to go to the mosques.
1: What kind of an impact to the upper ranks of government has been, how many, do you have any idea of the lives? I mean, how many have died in the upper ranks of government in Iran?
2: As far as I know, what they told us, at least seven of them are dead. Yeah, but that's not true. You understand, it's not because I'm telling you a lie. They are not telling us the truth, so we don't know. It could be five times more, it could be 10 times more. How many are they saying? Seven. From the echelons. I'm talking from the top, top leaders. All right. All right. Don't the, forget, the... most of these people are over 70 years old. Right. 70s, 80s, 90s. So anytime they get sick, that's it. Practically the end of time. It's frightening. The reason it spread five, six days ago, an Imam al Gaza was telling the congregation, again, the congregation was in a mosque. And Gaza is only one kilometer away from Israel. He was telling the congregation, congregation, crowded with Muslims, telling them how Allah is so fantastic. Not a single one in Gaza has been infected. Two days later, two of them were found. More than that, double the next day. More than that, double again the day after. You see, we are not dealing with rational human beings. That's it.
1: No, no. I mean, that's a good way to put it in simple context. We're not dealing with rational human beings. I mean, that should tell everybody what we're talking about here. You also say in here, IQ, most of the leading uh, doctrinal Islamic clergy in Iran, Turkey, uh, Pakistan, India, Iraq, and others, not only did they refuse to believe that the Quran that the coronavirus can kill Muslims. They also do not believe that this disease is contagious. And that was some of the reports I was hearing over the, well, about a couple of weeks ago, actually, that a lot of people out there did not believe it was contagious. uh, Because again, Mohammed in the Hadith tells his followers that there's no such thing as transmission, since everything that happens in the universe is by the will of Allah, that everything is predestined. And then a lot, so I guess the question I would ask you is, are people starting to discover the fact that people are dying by the tens of thousands and you've got football fields of people that they're burying in mass graves. I mean, do you have any scope or any understanding on the ground there of how people are relating to this? I mean, are they still have blinders on, are they still being brainwashed or are people understanding that their leadership is feeding them a
2: line of BS? In Iran, Most of the Iranian young ones, they know that the leaders are corrupt and they're telling lies. But all over the other Muslim world, they control the media. They control the news media. They control television. How will you know anything that the government doesn't want you to know? You can't. It's impossible. So you can't gauge anything in the Muslim world. The only intelligent person in the whole of the Muslim world was Mohammed bin Salman, the leader, today of Saudi Arabia. He did the the most remarkable thing. He closed all the mosques. He stopped Hajj going to Mecca and Medina. In 1,400 years of recorded history, never this happened, that Hajj was not allowed to go to Mecca. He also closed his borders, correct? Yes, but that's what it's all about. Trump has been talking about borders for four years. Who was against him? All of the media, all the leftists, leftists and all of the Democrat Party, they were all wrong. In Europe, they were talking about open borders for years. Europe has no open borders anymore. And I'll tell you what, after the coronavirus goes away, there will be borders again all over Europe. It will never be open again, ever.
1: So you think this is a game changer for the borders in throughout Europe? This, is, this has changed everything?
2: 100%. Hmm. They had to. Well, Any nation without borders is not a nation. Well, we've been
1: 100%. saying that right along, but you're saying this pandemic has been a game changer in the mindset of these leaders
2: now. 100%. Not, uh, the leaders are corrupt. The mindset in the people, in the people, that okay. forced the leadership to close the borders. Because most of those leftist leaders even Angela Merkel, even as we're speaking last week, she wants more Muslims to come. Can you believe this? She wants more Muslims to come.
1: Who is that? Angela Merkel?
2: Angela Merkel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, 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 it's hard to believe she's still in power out there.
2: Well, it's hard to believe that any of these leaders is a leader in any country in Europe. It's hard to believe. But nonetheless, it's happening. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that's exactly it. And at the same time, the media cries here. I'm starting to see a lot of reports where people are talking about the foolishness of the US sanctions policy. And I want to dive into that that next, friends, with IQ Al Razuli. But we're starting to hear more and more uh, calls uh to uh well to uh that is disputing the U.S. policy here and wants to change that, uh, again, call it whatever you want for humanitarian purposes. So the question becomes, uh, does, you know, I mean, I I guess, do you see the Trump administration reversing the trends? I think a lot of people would say probably not, seeing that his motive right out of the gate was to put up borders and protect the country. That kind of puts a battle royal now. Maybe this this would potentially be one of the uh, Big controversial points of the campaign for 2020 election, very much. You you just hear IQ talking about borders there in Europe, the lessons learned. So I guess in a very interesting way, one of the silver lining points of this uh, horrible, evil pandemic is potentially exactly what he just said, is the borders. And you know, another thing I will say to you is there's a reality back here at home in the States, people are starting to really understand the importance of borders and the importance of safety and security, I, I would almost say to you this: this potentially has probably set globalism back a hundred years. I wonder what I, uh, what IQ will say to that point. We'll find that out in just a moment here.
3: Did you know the average person spends 26 years of their life sleeping? The real troubling statistic is that we spend 7 years of our life trying to get to sleep, struggling with racing minds, tossing and turning. If you're one of the millions of Americans who need better quality sleep, the time to change is now. Sleep is proven to extend our lifespan. Protect against terrible diseases like cancer, heart disease, and dementia. Make us more attractive and thinner, feel calmer and happier, and boost energy levels, memory, and performance. Until now, most sleep supplements haven't worked, but a new, easy-to-swallow sleep gel invented by the leading nutrition company Healthy Cell, is designed to support all four stages of human sleep to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake up refreshed. It's called REM sleep. To get a free two-night supply of REM sleep, visit HealthyCell.com sleep. That's HealthyCell.com slash
0: sleep. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation, on iHeartRadio, or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa.
1: And we're joined back with you here on The Voice of a Nation with IQ al Razuli. And we're talking really about the the global pandemic, but in a different vantage point today, people, more of a global view of this. What kind of a lasting impact do you think, in your opinion, this will have for globalism ahead? Because you were just talking about Angela Merkel before the pause. And, you know, this world has been on a global crash course here for globalism and it's been a big push here in the states as well with the socialist democrat party how do you see that being uh, you know what happens next after we get over the hurdle of this pandemic
2: well first of all globalism as you said a few minutes ago must have been said back 100 years with borders being closed Hmm. the socialist parties and the communist parties i honestly believe they are going to be destroyed Uh, i'm talking about politically why as i'm speaking to you now I repeat again that Donald Trump, four years ago, and 25 years ago, and even 40 years ago, if you watch his programs, which was recorded 30, 40 years ago, he said it again and again. It was true then, and it is true now. You have to secure the border. You have to bring industry to America, not in China. So as I'm speaking to you, the Japanese are spending 9 hundred billion dollars, not million, billion dollars to bring Japanese companies from China into Japan. Hmm. So this is a global change. This is an astronomical change. Trump has been right every time. And the Democrats and the Socialists have been wrong every single time. And for anybody to tell me that in 2020, that the Biden or any Democrats will have a chance in hell, I'm I'm going to be really, really shocked.
1: So you, you think this has really put a fork into globalism as a whole, as I'd mentioned before the poor. Is, I think it might have set it back a hundred years, hopefully, huh? Yes. If that's what it took to wake up the world.
2: Considering the number of dead, by the way, let's put it in perspective with all due respect. Okay. The number of dead all over the world, how many?
1: Oh, oh, throughout the world, we're saying about 120,000, they're saying.
2: There are eight and a half billion people. So what's 120,000? Zero. Okay, another thing. The economies of the world suffered more than the number of dead. So the people who suffered most are the living, not the dead. Why? Because every government went overdrive, closed everything. It was wrong to deal with it that way. It was wrong. We discussed it before on your show.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Had they taken care of the old people, quarantined them, allow distances, allow masks and gloves, people could go to work. They could go in, the, in construction site. What is a construction site? Nobody is kissing anybody. If they wear gloves, they wear the suit, the, the mask, they can do anything they want. And if anybody falls sick, they take them out, quarantine them the economies of the world would have continued. But now we have a catastrophe bigger than the, 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 the number of dead, the yeah. number of unemployed people, companies which will never recover. It's a catastrophe of unimaginable di- dimensions. And who are guilty? The Chinese Communist state and WHO, WHO, the World Health Organization. Yeah. They yeah. should be held responsible directly.
1: Yeah, uh, Dr. Tedros there. We've been talking about that in the last few days here over the weekend on the program in here, IQ. And uh, yeah, he completely misled. And the president called him out, President Trump, on a tweet uh, with uh, Tedros. Um, What do you think about this, Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks? Do you have any information or do you have any sense or gut feeling about them?
2: He's a good doctor, but he went overboard also. First of all, as you said, you said you put bad information in. You to get the models. What? In computer? If you put garbage in, you get garbage out. Totally. They were putting garbage in. Yeah. All, first of all, it was 2 million people to be dead. Then it's 200,000 people. Then it's 60,000 people. What are we discussing? Oh, yeah. you, you, you had America shut doors and the economy collapsing. Since, what, how many trillions of dollars America lost? all the gains that they made under Trump... Oh my
1: God, the losses are going to be absolutely huge. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're off the the charts.
2: Because because the doctor said Mm -hmm. it is contagious. Right, right. Wrong. And I'm not a doctor. Eva was not a doctor or is not a doctor. But we were talking rationally.
1: Right. Well, listen, a lot of people fell for what was being distributed because as you just said, they were talking about over a couple of million people dead. Easy, easy. Right now, right now, you've got less than 120 worldwide. And in the United States, you've got about 23,000 in total. You know, I, I got thinking the other day, and not to take anything away when you were just talking, IQ, about uh, the fact that, well, in the scope of things with the, the the population of the world, this is minuscule in comparison. And a lot of people have heard a lot of these comparisons. Well, more people die with this or the flu or die with auto access. And, and it's a very argumentative thing. People get pretty wound up on that point. But I got thinking the other day about the people whose lives were changed because of the pandemic. You just, we just talked about globalism. Globalism probably has been set back 100 years. So as a note to listeners here, that's a very positive thing. And when you look at what's happened, I mean, listen, everything's been closed right now. All we can do is make lemons out of, uh, you know, lemonade out of lemons. You know, it's the only thing we can do at this point. The pandemic has taken its course. But, you know, the other thing I'll say to you. When you think of the trade-off of people who've died in a very interesting way with this lockdown that they've done, you know, it's kind of alters life. I got thinking about this and imagine how many people's lives were not in the same place they would have been from the cause of accidents, cause of automobile accidents on the highways. A lot of people die from just that or the, or, or problems from, and even the planet. I've seen a lot of reports now with a lot of these countries have gotten, the. Uh, a major hitback because there's no, there's like the pollution level has dropped to like a record low because nobody's out anymore. And so everything's turning like, you know, what I'm saying is there's an impact, a long time term impact from this pandemic. You know what I'm driving at?
2: It will change human life all over the planet. There's I think no so. Think about it. As I said, American industries will have to come back to America. Japanese industries will have to come back to Japan. The, uh, the people who would the countries which will gain out of it yeah. will be Vietnam, Laos, and India. Interesting. Right? Yeah. They have cheap labor, and they are not as dictatorial as the Communist Party. Of
1: so there's another, there's another gold silver lining in the whole cloud here, buddy, from the there pandemic. There is
2: always a silver lining That's in right. any cloud.
1: That's right. That's right. But, but you just said it. It's going to pull a lot of industry out of China. China's going to pay a price for this, aren't they?
2: Good God, without even penalize them, they're going to pay in the trillions of dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I want listeners to hear that. Uh, so th- there's definitely gonna be a price to pay here, and they'll be hit for a long time to come. The damage to China from this, I, I get a feeling IQ is gonna be very serious. Uh,
2: yes, but you see, it might also create a problem for the Communist Party. The leader, see, he might be removed. Yeah, tell me about what your thoughts about him now, because
1: I'm, I get a very funny feeling about this with Xi Jinping. Of course, everything is very quiet coming out of there, but with the bad, all the bad reports, all the things we know, and all the intelligence I've gotten in here, I, I think he could be in trouble, huh?
2: He has to be in trouble, because he is the one who's deciding everything, and everything went wrong. <laughs> so, you know, like Khrushchev, three years after 1953, They told the whole of the Communist Party how corrupt and how dictatorial and how evil Stalin was. You remember in 1956, there was a report which he gave which was top secret, but the Israeli intelligence got the exact speech and gave it to the American people. Did you know that?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I hear exactly what you're saying and leadership historically in our history, I mean, will will we'll, uh, verify what you just said as being accurate.
2: Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying it to be accurate or not. I'm talking about logic.
1: Well, he it's has... logic and it's true.
2: Yeah. No, no. Xi C, C is in trouble. He is definitely in serious, serious trouble. Hmm. Because the image of China, not the Chinese people, let it go with the Chinese people. Right. The Chinese people have got no voice in this matter. Hmm. It's the Communist Party of China. And the leadership of China, who are guilty as hell.
1: I like the way what you just said. I want people to hear that reflection again when you said, that's a very good way to say it, because people always talk about the people. The Chinese people have no uh, voice in this fight. Now, that's the same argument we could say with Iran right now. The Iranian people. Well, that's important to point out, though. The Iranian people have no voice in this fight as
2: well, right? None. Zero. Mm -hmm. They are the innocent victims. And they should be helped. And the only way to help them is to cause enough damage for the ayatollahs to be exterminated.
1: Now, let's talk about what you're talking about right now. Here's the tipping point of this whole conversation where we're at right this very moment, IQ. I want to dive on that. The tipping point. So, politicians like Well, a lot of politicians. I mentioned Feinstein and Biden today, but there's a whole host of politicians, both Democrats and Republicans, actually, that are pushing to get dollars and e-sanctions and let the IMF give money to them. So you get to a tipping point with these relationships, and it's the same thing with China as well. And do you keep pushing so that you finally get them to say, uncle, where you can tip those? Because that's the point that they were at before Obama and Biden loaded all the dollars on the airport uh, tar- torment there. And uh, the, they gave them all the dollars there, you know, the, the, the greenbacks. It's the same thing there. They took the foot off the gas and then you give in to the... Uh, you know the, the the leadership here, so this tipping point we 're at right now with with uh, regimes like Iran and even regimes like China, and you just talked about the report that Japan was pulling a lot of that industry out of there and you would, and I love the way you just said that uh, Laos and Vietnam and India and other countries will uh, communities will be benefited by this, so this is the time to probably
2: um, push a little bit more uh, in war, in most wars. The wounded were killed afterwards. They made sure that they're dead. You don't help somebody who's your enemy to give him water to survive. Why should I do that? He wants me dead and I'm going to give him water to survive? That's insanity. See, but that's what stupid politicians
1: don't get right there, man. It
2: doesn't matter about politicians. Trump (laughs) is the one who decides.
1: Well, yeah, but he's not a king or a dictator, brother. There is a Congress. And there are courts here, and there are others who can mess things up. Well, then he
2: should at least stand up to them and explain, find out why they want to give money to people who want them dead, Mm -hmm. the same people who are oppressing their their own people. And if you give them help, Mm -hmm. the oppressed people will not revolt. They will not have enough energy to revolt. We need to give excuses, no, sorry, reasons for the whole Iranian population to revolt.
1: What what you just said in these last couple of minutes is brilliant. As you are you it just is brilliant. The way you point out you you rewind it later, people, and listen to what he just said, but it's absolutely brilliant. Because that's the argument back for all of these others who want to talk about as I said up front in the program, IQ, humanitarian. But you you draw the line. There's a difference between compassion
2: and stupidity. Absolutely. One hundred percent. That's what we're speaking about. One who wants me dead? I kill him. <laughs> they have another
1: one here. I just want to read this to you. Here, the coronavirus exposes the foolishness of the US sanctions policy. And, and here's what they get into. Uh, IQ. It, it's just interesting to, because this is what's being fed to the American people. You have to and to people worldwide actually. They say here Iran is at the epicenter of the outbreak in the Middle East, and the U.S. should rescind sanctions and partner with allies to provide its people with immediate humanitarian aid. This again is in juxtaposition. To what you're talking about right now and I just want you to see this is the kind of thing that's being fed to people. I mean you can dismiss it but the point is people are believing this stuff. And they go on and they say this IQ and then you you opine on this and tell us what you think. They say this viruses do not care about geopolitics and they refuse to abide by US sanctions policy as well. Indeed, SARS, COVID-2, the virus that causes COVID-19 disease has demonstrated that despite the US best efforts to isolate them sanctioned countries like Iran and North Korea remain as connected as ever to the rest of the world. Instead, sanctions have weakened their healthcare systems, making their populations more vulnerable to disease outbreaks and their governments less able to respond to the spread spreading virus. You know, this would be fine, this argument IQ, if those governments were responding to the spread of virus in a very human way, in a very humanitarian way, and they did things that they were supposed to do, but is there any evidence that that's
2: happening? No, more evidence is the article that I sent to you two weeks ago, that the Quran virus is deadlier than the coronavirus. Yeah, it was a brilliant article, it's a brilliant read. And now let me explain to you again what it means. Please. They talk about no borders with sar, no borders with Corona. But there is, are no borders with Islam also. It does not know any borders. There are Muslims everywhere on the earth. There are Korans everywhere on earth. So the disease is already all over the world. Am I without compassion and mercy? That's not true. I'm very compassionate and very merciful. But to those who are compassionate and merciful to me, not to those who want me. Well, you dead. have
1: to understand who your enemy is. Is what you're saying, and that just goes back as the well, oldest well, times to Sun obvious? Tzu.
2: Yeah, but is it even without Sun Tzu? Isn't it obvious? Human history for ten thousand years is you kill your enemy.
1: Well, it's not obvious it to the media, and to the leftist politicians of
2: humanitarian needs. It's not obvious at all. You and I are dealing with reality. If somebody doesn't want to deal with reality, that's their problem. I can't help them. You are telling them the truth. I'm telling them the truth. I can prove it to them a million ways. Well, that's the purpose of
1: this conversation. I just want people to understand the reason it's important we talk about this IQ, and I try to circle it around to the reality so people can grasp what we're speaking about. These are not our opinions. These are facts and data points historically that lead us to this decision of that we should spend no taxpayer dollars. We should not let humanitarian aid through, and, uh,
2: and we need to take a hard line. If, if, let's yeah. say under Hitler, there was a, like, yeah. a disease of some kind, a plague of some kind.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And somebody in the United States of America and Europe, yes, but we have got to help them. Exactly, yeah. But why? Right. Why help your enemy to destroy you? I don't get it.
1: They not only destroy you, but they destroy millions or more people as well. Correct. There's another point here, I I don't want to lose time here, where you talk about the uh, Sunni versus Shia. Let me say this here. You say here, and this is another interesting point I want people to know. You say their tune changed when the Shia people of Iran became seriously infected. This time, it was the Sunni clerics who became ecstatic and jubilant that the Shia infidels were rightly receiving the wrath of Allah. Tell people about that, please.
2: Twenty percent of humanity are the followers of Muhammad called Muslims. 80% of humanity of Christians, Buddhists, Hindus, Jews, and non-Muslims are 80% of humanity. From the point of view of Islam, whether Shia or Sunni, they must either 80% of humanity must either submit to Sharia or be exterminated. The irony doesn't stop there. From the point of view of the 85% of Muslims who are Sunnis, the Shia, the 15% are called kuffar, infidels. From the point of view of the Shia, 15%, the 85% Sunni Muslims are called kuffar. So who is not a kafir in the whole of the world? Everybody is a kafir. According to Islam, everybody on the planet is a kafir. Are you getting my message or not? Stupid, the whole damn thing is so stupid.
1: Well, but, but the point I think is very fascinating, and should not be lost on anybody, that even within the Muslim community, the fight exists between Sunni and Shia. That's my point. To
2: the death, yes, yeah.
1: to that's the right. death. That's right. I just want people to understand, that's, they bring it back to the lowest possible denominator. Their leaders, the Muslim leaders and the clerics, the imams and others, are telling the people again and again. As you've already pointed out, that's their only source of information. Is coming from them because everything else is shut off from the outside world in these communities. I mean, you can't get any truth in a country like North Korea or Iran or, or any of these countries. And and what they're saying is they're saying that this is America and this is, or Israel who who did this who brought the dirty virus onto their
2: communities. Is that correct? Correct. Why? They're copying the Chinese. Because the Chinese now are blaming American soldiers for some reason. That's soldiers
1: right. That's right. Who
2: brought it to China. Yeah. So, yeah. what are we talking about? Yeah. Misrepresentation, deception, deception, deception. This is Islam. Yeah. Has been for 1400 years, will continue forever. Yeah. For yeah. as long as Islam exists on the earth, deception will continue.
1: Yeah. De- de- deception that is out there. And the fact of what they're telling all their people, and the Chinese have done it. They actually are saying that American soldiers bought this virus to Wuhan and started the whole thing. In fact, there was there was uh, reverberations from that from the very top of the Trump administration, who told China to knock it off and told the foreign ministry to stop it, and they have not stopped it, and they continue to push those falsehoods out there. And the other last point you say in here is the, I love this last line from IQ in the article. Again, go read the article and, and fold people. He says here, yet the usual leftist stooges, never one to mix his words up now IQ, in the US and in Europe, such as Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, Pelosi, and others, are not only demanding that Trump should lift the sanctions against the Hamas terrorists of Gaza and the Ayatollahs, mastermind terrorists of Iran, but to help them financially with millions of American taxpayer dollars. Is this not the definition of insanity, sir?
2: Absolutely. But they have been insane since Donald Trump came down the escalator four years ago.
1: Yeah. No, it's never changed at all. The changes we've talked about today, IQ, the the globalism being set back, China being set back, the silver lining in all of this, or or the pot of gold at the end of this rainbow should not be lost on anybody. And for all of that, that's got to be a good thing to come out of this. And the question to these leftists who want to you know, lay down the sanctions and allow the IMF to give all this money over, we should hold tight. And I don't think the president's
2: going to let loose on that. Do you? I hope not. But you see, the final analysis, Mm -hmm. it is how many American people will be intelligent enough to understand what we're talking about, who will vote for Donald Trump with a landslide in 2020.
1: Yeah. Uh, Lots to learn from all of this today. And and IQ just hits the big point there at the end is the election. Everything you're seeing right now is all about the election in 2020. You got to remember that. Now Everything has political, it's a political minefield, but there are ramifications for everything you're seeing, everything you're reading and everything else that's going to come down the pike. It's all about the election year because that's where the power shift is going to be. You see, for every reason, for the courts, for the nomination of judges, for politics. Policy or socialist left agenda. I don't think Americans are stupid. Again, is what uh, in, in what IQ is saying as well. Big thank you here to IQ Al razuli It's time to get involved and get loud. <music>